Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Natural Born Hunter podcast. And tonight, we're going to start out with this. Phil, what is better than getting 10% off on your Mountain Ops purchase? Getting 11% off your Mountain Ops purchase? That's true. And what's better than that? Well, we can walk this all the way up, but let's just go ahead and jump right up to 20% off, Will. Yes, let's not annoy our listeners by going <laughs> increment by increment till he gets 20%. <laughs> if you want 20% off your next purchase from Mountain Ops, go to GetMountainOps.com, enter the coupon code NBH20 at checkout, and boom, you get 20% off. I encourage you to do so. I love my Mountain Ops. Hell yeah, they've got great proteins, pre-workouts, they got little... BCA pills that I love, multivitamins. I mean, if you want to get jacked, just take a little Yeti, and you will be well on your way. That's it, man. And you can't beat the new flavor of the Yeti. So check it out, everybody. Once again, NBH20 at checkout. Also, uh, we are able to provide to you a pretty sweet gift code from Maven Optics which is NBH gift. If you enter that at your checkout, they will send you some free Maven swag with your purchase. I mean, these are probably one of the hottest binoculars out there today. They're fully customizable, you know, when it comes to camo patterns, colors, and not only that, they're great glass. I'm going to have Phil tell you a little bit more about that because he had a really nice expensive pair of binoculars and he sold them and got himself yeah, some no, Mavens. I Absolutely, man. I mean, when you when you look at us as hunters, we want the best bang for our buck, right? And not everybody has fifteen hundred or two grand or twenty five hundred dollars to spend on a pair of optics. So why not get as close to the good the quality of what those two thousand dollar pair of binoculars are for half the price? You know, I mean, Mavens put a excellent product together. They've eliminated the middleman and brought you the hunter, you know, the best product they can put together and kept it in a reasonable price. So, you know, if you don't believe us, you know, they're out here, they're finishing first or second in, in all kinds of awards when they're, they're putting their binoculars out there for an independent review. They just took second in a recent review on their spotting scope. And that's, there was over 30 entries into that review. Uh, all the big boys were in there too, ladies and gentlemen. And Maven, yes, on their new spotting scope, took second place in there. I mean, if that doesn't tell you, you know, that they're, they're putting out top-notch quality products, you know, I don't know what it is. Listen to me. It's money. Listen to Will. You know, they're giving us, they're giving us and our listeners the opportunity to, you know, look, if, you, if you're watching, check out this sweet hat I got on. I mean, that's a, that's, a, that's a sweet hat right there I got with my binos, right? So check it out, man. They're going to kick you a free gift. I encourage you to support the companies that are really keeping the hunter in mind. That's right. So it's for Mountain Ops, NBH20 for 20% off your purchase at checkout. And for Maven, it's NBH Gift at checkout. Try them out. At Maven Let, built, yeah, mavenbuilt.com. That's right. That's right. So get on over there and try them out. And now go on and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Natural Born Hunter podcast. This is a special edition. We've got Aaron Snyder here. And uh, we're going to do a little catch-up before the whole show season starts. Uh, pick his brain for those of you who will be attending some of the shows. Some of you may be your first time. And uh, find out from the master himself how to make the most out of your shows. 
How's it going, Aaron? What's going on? Good. It's going good. Thanks for having me on. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for taking the time, man. So uh, what do you got going on? It's a busy Saturday. I got Frank the Tank with me, or I'm with him, and we're loading for the sheep show, uh, releasing the cargo net, and prepping for the ATA show today because show season requires prep, which I'm not very good at. So uh, trying to get ready for everything now. You're not good at prep. So I'll be back prep for backpack hunting. I was gonna say, (laughs) (laughs) you're not good at prep, Mister. I do shit on how to get all your stuff together and ready. Isn't good at prep. (laughs) Yeah, office stuff is not my uh, cup of tea. As far as like, I wink, you know, because I've done the backpack hunting thing so much. I go in, I get my stuff prepped, and I go. But when I got to prep four weeks out for four shows, I generally forget a lot. All right, say say you're going on a four-week hunt. How long would it take you to prep? I packed the night before I left for two and a half months for the Northwest Territories. I packed the night before. All right, so a couple hours. And to get ready for yeah. a four-day show, how long does it take you to prep? Oh, it'll take all day. We got, I might we got, I might have the wrong person on this show. <laughs> it, it's, uh, we got to build everything's the problem. So like with the backpack hunting, it's easy. I got the man cave. Everything's dressed right, dressed, ready to roll. With the show, Frank's boxing up all the T-shirts, hats, water bottles right now. And then we're going to get all the packs prepped, the stuffing for them, get the frames ready. It just takes time to put build everything. So the, you're, you're saying is the key to getting ready for a show is delegation. The key is having Frank to help me. (laughs) (laughs) Frank, I got a great, great job for you. I don't want to do it myself, but for you, perfect. Well, see, that's the, this, this is, I told him, I was like, Hey, I gotta, we gotta interrupt this to do a podcast with Will. So he's (laughs) out there bags all piled up and we're going to go put them together. So now I know why you chose this time. You were like, Oh, uh, only time I can do it is the time I get out of helping Frank do this stuff. Well, it seems like that. We, uh, last night, we decided to knock it out today. Plus, the cargo net, I wanted to get that released. Um, they got it up on the site last night. So, um, we just I, I fly out Monday for the ATA. I'm like, well, that's do or die. We better do it now. So, that cargo net, I actually have never done any shed hunting. But I looked at it, and it was one of those things where I was like, damn some smart dude came up with this like it's it's just one of those products that you see that it's like man there had to have been a need for this for a long long time but yeah nobody had it yeah nobody picked up on that because a lot of guys are into shed hunting so tell us a little bit about that cargo net well i had thought of something like that at one time and then calvin halliday and um one of his buddies um asked me about making a long-range shed hunting you know, system and they had some drawings and then I kind of had sat just kind of, I was thinking, you know, the military, the A22 bag, I was thinking of the cargo net, um, like how I could make it work. And, uh, I came in and literally on a Monday and was like, Hey, this is what I need. And I drew, and I'm not a great artist. I drew some squares and lines (laughs) and said, make it happen, Captain. And so, uh, Rachel and David, uh, they work here. They bar tacked one together real quick. So I threw a couple hundred pounds in it and, you know, started flipping circles, trying to make it break. We changed some dimensions to on it. And then we loaded up, I don't know how many, uh, 20 sheds, 15 sheds and did some videos. And it just, it only took like four hours to 
make it right because we had everything we needed and uh we 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 changed the bar tax. We did an X pattern, a box pattern, some different bar tax on where they where they interlock. But then we started hooking it on. It was one of those things that just it fit everything. Like and it, we didn't even mean it to. Like it fit perfect on the reckoning, perfect on the nomad uh, timberlines. It fit on all of them. And what's cool is it was designed initially for shed hunting, but then we started you know sending out the testers, and guys were like. Well, I'll just backpack hunt with this. I'll throw a dry sack in. This is the lightest, simplest system. And then we had a couple tree stand hunters were like, this is genius because you always have like the back V that goes against the tree or with your sticks. And it's difficult because it's it, it doesn't have a hole to go through. Where now with the net, you can manufacture it around that. Right around it. That's brilliant. Yeah. So it's really it's, one of those things that it's been needed for a long time, but brilliance hadn't struck anyone yet. No, I guess not. Um, it'll be copied. Just give it time. Um, I'm working on my own version. I tell you, I was looking last night on some websites, and there's a lot of. Uh, I've seen. I just saw a mega tarp almost to the T on a website of a very known company, and a sawtooth. Somebody's copying our sawtooth now. Our pullouts are copied all over. So. I'm sure there'll be cargo nets galore in the next 12 months. Um, oh, I can't imagine why they wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, it's going to happen. But we we priced it accordingly, so I'm sure somebody will come in $5 less than us, but I think it's 65 bucks, and that's, most of that's in freaking bar tax. <laughs> right, so that's bar almost tax. nothing, though. For Yeah, it's not bad. So, ATA show coming up, which, so you're skipping the sheep show? No, no. I'll, or are they I'll different? I'll skip. I gotta skip the shot. Skip shot. All right. Which I'm okay with that because I don't like the shot show. <laughs> now nah, the sheep show seems a little more fitting. Yeah. So ATA show. People who have never been, they might want to know how to dress. And I really break it into two categories, right? You either going as the country boy or, or mountain man. Right. You either bedazzle the shit out of them with your pants or wear hiking pants. So you either got sparkles on them or you got stretchy knees, one or the other. Right. Either way, I feel like you're going to have either some tight jeans on where the outline of your helmet shows or you're going to have some tight stretchy pants where the outline of your helmet shows a little better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I honestly just wear... I've got three sets of pants. I have Fial Ravens, Piranha Zions. I've only seen you wear one. I don't uh, bullshit. I'm calling bullshit. Where are the other ones at? Yeah, these are the Fial Ravens. That's the only ones I've ever seen you wear. So I don't know where the other two pants you're making believe you own are. The, the solid, the solid, the pants that are solid colors. I wear. If you look, I wear them hiking a lot. Those are Piranha Zions or Cool Renegades. The Piranha Zions. I didn't know about that. I actually bought a pair of Pranas a while back because I was getting into rock climbing, doing some hiking, and they were cheap. And I'm like, oh, I'll get these. Now I know why they, they were cheap. They were they were so tight. Everything had to be tucked up inside me when I put them on. And I was like, oh, these are going right on back. On the Zions? It depends on which model you get. They were, um, they were for the skinny men, and I am not that skinny. Yeah, you, there's a couple. Because I can't wear the one set is pretty bad. But the other set fits just like a normal set of jeans, relaxed fit. So that's what I killed my elk in this year. With I killed my elk and my mule. No, I killed my mule deer with cool renegades and uh, killed my elk in piranha zions. Do you think out of those pants? So I like the first lights. Uh, 
Is the the Canabs are those the wool ones? Those are the wool ones, yeah. I find those to be extremely comfortable. Do you ever wear those? Yeah, oh yeah, I wear I wear the the guides and the Canabs. Last year I killed my bull in my in the Canabs. This year I killed the uh, my mule deer in Alberta in the Canabs. Those are some some great pants, and I have an idea how you can blend both worlds. You know, whether you want to be the country boy or the mountain man. What do you say we take a pair of your Fjall Ravens and bedazzle the pockets a little bit? We could. I mean, with a little super glue and duct tape. Oh, no, I think we got to get the whole whole punching deal so it's permanent. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, what's one thing nice about the ATA is just wear a T-shirt and jeans and you're good to go. I mean, I'm, I wear, a you know, the normal, the Mountain Ops shirt. There you go. I That's by myself. There. <laughs> yeah, representing. I've got either a Mountain Ops Black Rifle Coffee or a Kafaru T-shirt on for the whole show. Man, uh, so you're into the Black Rifle Coffee now? Yeah. What's uh when that started? Have you always been a coffee man? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. I um I've always used a Black Rifle. Not always, but for I used to use Starbucks Via Packs, and then uh, I've been experimenting for backpacking with Black Rifle Coffee. I have a a great mixture because. I like to snap the fuck up in the morning. I want 400 milligrams of caffeine, and I want to be ready to roll. Shoot, so, it, shoot it right to the veins. Yeah, but, uh, well, that the Black Rifle coffee guys are, are cool. Um, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I know Logan over there. Yeah, well, I don't know. I know Logan, but I don't know him as well. Um, and I deal with one of their, their sales rep guys. And um, the thing that's when you buy product, you're not as willing to – post about product it's just how life is i saw i saw you post about the coffee and i was like what the fuck is this well he doesn't post about anything and uh well and so talking with with baker um levitt or yep. how pronounce his name baker uh he's like hey can you post with what you make and i was like yeah and he's like i'll send you some coffee to try and i'm like i've got coffee he's like you're the strangest individual in the world everyone always wants free stuff i'm like well if you want to send me free stuff go ahead <laughs> he's like well i want you to post your mixtures and your concoctions you make because i have like a a coffee smoothie blend i make and i just throw the black rifle in there like cowboy coffee I'll just be honest, it looked gross it. as shit when i when i read what actually went into this i was like well oh, at least there's ice cubes that's edible it's, it's good <laughs> Like a little bundle of joy. Yeah, it eats your stomach right up. But it'll make you poo. But that's a positive thing. <laughs> your face will be a hundred, hundred and twenty degrees, and there'll be streams of poo coming out your rear end. But you'll be Scratch good to go. Yeah, you'll be ready to rock. But uh, but yeah, that's the thing that's nice with the ATA. It's pretty laid back. Um, you know, when you walk in the door, you're not seeing anything but t-shirts and hoodies. That's true. And that's the sparkly pants. In skinny jeans, I just can't, I can't wrap my head around the skinny jeans thing. Especially, I've got a 15-year-old daughter, and um, it, so it's she's a flat brimmer, much like yourself. Um, hey, she's a bright girl. Skinny jeans, and you just have to. In my era in Oregon, it was the the full, you know, flat, you know, it, it's rolled like crazy, mm -hmm. and and you didn't wear this closest thing to a skinny jean were Wranglers. I mean the Cowboys. Were. All right, but but I feel like back in the day it was the opposite where you could you sported the Jinkos. I could see you in a pair of Jinkos. I just I wore Levi 550s. That was my thing or Carhartts. 
It's Carhartts. That's that's another one. That's another underrated pair of uh, pants right there. Yeah, I wore Carhartts. Although I've got a back with a crack. Carhartts don't help that with your butt problem. They make it flatter. But uh, you you say you got no back. You got no ass. It's bad. Yep. Squats. Squats. Dude, there's not many people that will out squat me, and I have no butt. You have no butt <laughs> with no. What do you squat? I don't know now because I don't do. I, don't, I haven't maxed in quite a while, but at one time I did just over 700 pounds. Um, still had no ass. It was crazy because um, you know I, I power lifted at one time, not to get off the ATA show. That's and, all right. Uh, you know, so what, for those of you who don't know, you you, you have basically there's going to be three lifts. You've got bench press, squat, and deadlift. And so most guys, you're going to have somewhere in a three or 400 pound bench press and five to 600 pound deadlift and four or five, 550, 600 squat in the, depending upon your strong points. So deadlift was by far my strongest point. Bench was my weakest and squat was intermediate. But, um, you know, if you're, if you're pumping out, if you hit like 2000 pounds on the three lifts, you're doing good, right? Mm -hmm. So you figure that thousand pound total, you're in the club. Well, I have two thousand pound total. You're in the you're in a big boy, big big club. club. (laughs) So at my my most juiced with a bench shirt on, I I did five oh five on bench. Um, I deadlifted eight hundred pounds and I squatted just over seven. And if several of the lifters came over and they said, you know, they were giving me crap about my butt. They were like, you're kind of an anomaly. You don't have much junk in your trunk. And I'm like, and I don't have great mobility, great form. Like, um, you know, I had to really work on keeping my heels on the ground when I was first starting to to squat. So you're pretty quad dominant. Uh, oh, Lord, I have huge, great quads. Huge, well, and it's odd looking because in the back, there's not a lot. And then it rolls around to this striated quad. And then as it goes up and around to my butt, it kind of, in dense. It kind of, kind of it's, it's just weird looking. And it's, it is what it is. But when you get into you that, got the, you got the ass of a 70 year old and the quads of a 20 year old, you're saying. It's, well, even like just laying on my back, right? Like, and um, you, you look, I have striations down my quads and then you roll over and it's kind of one continuous flat board. Have you thought about it's going not, to the doctor to see about that? I know, right? It's it's unique. Um, but you get into that high-level powerlifting or strongman competitions, the things you see people lift and the just genetic freak show nature of yep. what guys can do is dep- – like I went in it thinking I was strong. I left thinking, wow, I really need to work on my first, my first competition. Well, dude, if you had NAS, think of all the weight you could move. Oh, Lord. Well, I don't lift as heavy now, but I mean, like, I can do straight legged deadlift sets of, for, with 405 for sets of 12 that's a, all that's day a long. Damn, that's a damn strong deadlift right there. Well, Brian, and it, no, I'm not doing this. Like, I I have, like, Brian is really into mobility, my partner on the fire. Well, his whatever. Oh, yeah. the, I'm, mo- I'm assuming most people listening know who Brian, Brian Call is. Yeah. And he is a very very precise, good form, whatever. And I'm, I'm the redneck. I'm the, I'll just pick it up guy. And, uh, 405 with a straight leg is genetic. Like, yeah, I'm, I mean, you lift or whatever. 
you can't do that without some genetics behind no, you. You got to have freakishly strong hamstrings and quads for it to be moving all that weight and have no ass. And and the lower back yeah, that and, is ridiculously strong. Well, you know what I always thought about that lower back is you did construction, right? Yeah. Well, so you know how to move a lot of weight and use your lower back in ways no person should use it. Yesterday, which they're not going to be listening, so they won't be mad that I'm making fun of them. Um, my, my girlfriend was driving her mom's boyfriend's truck and got this giant boulder stuck under it and drug it down the road. And it's in the, in the HOA, you know, you can't, you can't move one rock 200 yards and just leave it on the side of the road. People notice that shit and it's big. So she just left it. So then all the neighbors are trying, you know, there's triathlons up there. There's very fit. They can't get it in the back of a truck. Well, she didn't tell me any of this, so I just was like, well, we'll go up and get it. So, you know, there's snow, whatever. We, I gangster park the, the tundra, grab the shovel, shovel around it, Atlas Stone. There you go. Back in the truck, drive it over, kick it out. There's like 15 neighbors looking at me like, what the hell? And, and she's like, they all tried to pick that up. And I'm like, well, you can tell they're all bankers that lift. <laughs> I was like, once you've done construction and you get used to you're like splitting firewood bodybuilders doesn't matter how strong you are if you, you haven't know, split firewood there's yeah. there's two types of strength that i think really count one's dad strength right that for some reason these old guys with these beer guts came out of nowhere they guys got strength right and then there's redneck strength which is dudes who do manual labor jobs and know how to use their bodies in ways that you should never be using to yeah. make things move well, I, like John Pinch is um, not a physically opposing person. He's 160 pounds, but he mows lawns for a living. Mm -hmm. Dude, we wrestled on Tiburon Island. You know, guy grabs your arm, you can usually twist out of it. Mm -hmm. That dude's got some forearm strength, like immediately. And I, my elbow screwed up. So when we first locked up, the only thing I was thinking is I'm going to get my ass kicked by a skinny lawnmower because I, I couldn't use my right. Thank God I know jujitsu where he would have kicked the shit out of me in front of about 20 Mexicans because it was – it was serious. I was like, oh, Lord, this dude has some serious grip strength. <laughs> that's what you never want is that guy who grabs a hold of your arm, and it's like, that's a lot tighter than I thought it would be. Have you milked cows? <laughs> 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 oh, Lord. So but, uh, back, back to the ATA show. Wait, real quick. One thing I wanted yeah. to touch on is that Atlas Stone, Stone thing. That's what. Have you seen the uh, new documentary Rogue has out about stones? The Lifting mm -hmm. Stones of Scotland. Check it out. It's on YouTube. It's a great watch. They did a whole documentary on these lifting stones and how you used to, to be like a, considered a man in the clan, you had to lift up one of these huge just pieces of granite onto like a wall. And that's oh. one of those things with all these hunter-athlete competitions they have now. That's the one thing I wish they would have is some kind of stone lift. I, You know, when you do the stones and, and – just like anything in, in life, when you first get in, you, you, you're not going to be an expert. At, you got to practice. Mm -hmm. And stones are the same way. When I first, you know, you got the chimp to chump stone. You got the little <laughs> big, big, you know, they get, they gradually get bigger. And I'm looking at this, the way my mind works. I'm like, it's not that big. I can get it. And the first time I just went into the middle set of stones and, uh, and I'm, I'm not sure how many kilograms it was. I can't remember. And I'm like a monkey humping a football trying to get this thing. There's a there's a technique to it. And uh, then, you know, after three or four months of practicing, I could just bear hug it. And, but 
a lot of hamstring strength, a lot of lower back strength. And obviously, most people, I'll take set 45-pound plates now and just butterfly them mm-hmm. and, and bench and then butterfly them because it's a lot of grip strength. The strength you're not used to using compared to like a, just a static bench press lift. Well, that Atlas stone, you're bear hugging. It's not like you can reach your hands around them. There's a lot of strength that goes on. So your your chest, you know, basically like um, – when you're doing like a butterfly chest press or, or yep. butterflies, you've got to have a lot of strength like down the center of your chest to squeeze that thing amongst many other problems. So if you're weak in one, you're not getting it up. There's no way. <laughs> no, you're not getting it up. It's uh, it's, And that's one of those things where you say it's all that, all that work, but at the end of the day, if you don't have that strength, it ain't going nowhere. Yeah, no, for sure. So back to the ATA. Workouts. Are you a man who works out before you head in? Yes, I do. But I don't, I don't, I didn't join cam last year with everyone. I just went down to the gym and I did my normal routine and that was it. I'm, I'm not, I didn't go into the big group training deal. So what's your plan this year? Are you going to do any group training or, or no. lone wolf it? It's not me. Yeah, lone wolf it. I have an idea of something I want to do. I think you'd like to do. <laughs> You ready for this? Chuckles. What, do you, what is you ready it? Ready for this? Yeah. It's gonna sound intimidating, but don't be intimidated. All right. You're gonna take forty-five pound dumbbells. Most you can do in two minutes. Oh yeah. See, I'd be up in for that. That's that's my that's my thing. I'm gonna try to get like a free bottle of something out of Jordan and say, hey, show up here. You've got two minutes. Here's the dumbbells. How many can you do? And you've got now, like I- ten minutes to show up. That's it. I'd be, I'd be into that. You're into that? The thing, anytime you can keep it, that is, a, that is a very good way to keep it honest. Like keep it, it is what it is. The same with, uh, you know, 245s on the bar, you know, basically 225, like the combine, hit it yep. as many as you can. And the thing that's nice, if you're smart about that, not to give away what I would do. Oh, your back go, will have to be against the wall. Um, so, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Well, no. What What do you mean? Are you talking dumbbell bench press? No, dumbbell curls. Oh, gotcha. We could do. So, we could do both. We could do. both. I'm down. I'm down for. A, we could do a circuit if you want. I, honestly, I could not do the curl portion because my elbow's so screwed up. I can't hardly curl. All right, right we'll now. do bench. But bench, like let's say, 80s or whatever everyone can do, 65s. Mm-hmm. Um, well, total accumulative weight, right? For per rep. So let's yep. say you and I might grab 80s or 90s, and some other guy might grab 50s. Who's going to win? He's only right. getting 50. You and I are getting 90. But I've done this a bunch before just because it's one of the training things. And I rep as many as I can. I drop them. I rock around and spin my arms, and I get my ass back on the bench, and I hit it again because you hit muscle failure. You can get it. If you recover fast, if you pump that bio or that uh, your lactic acid out as fast as you can, yeah, you, you want to flush it. it. You're flushing it. Yeah, you're flushing it. And people, a lot of guys don't understand that they'll drop them on their knees and just sit there. I'm like, oh, worst thing you can do, help. stay tense. They stay tense. Yeah, yeah. So, mm-hmm. want to do? We can do three. We'll do a bench. We'll do a curl for those interested, and we'll do a squat if there's a squat rack available. Yeah. Well, I. We could do a deadlift. We could do a deadlift if you want to sw- want to switch out curls for deadlift. Yeah, just because I could do deadlift. And if they don't have, 
you never know what you get in these hotel gyms. So either we're going to have to find somebody who has, whose hotel has a gym we can do this at that has it all, or we could do dumbbell deadlift. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a good one too. Uh, I, I do more now dumbbell deadlifts. I do, I'll do the dumbbell snatches. I mean, I do the kettlebell swings, but I do dumbbell snatches a bunch, but dumbbell deadlifts for me, I get more out of them than I do a standard deadlift. Um, hand positioning is completely different. Uh, for me and also if grip strength wise um I, I do a little bit but i think i get more out of it grip strength wise with dumbbell deadlifts than i do a standard deadlift oh for sure for sure you because you can you know hook grip reverse neutral grip whatever yeah a lot of different ways so you want to do this tuesday morning i don't know we're gonna have to run this beside brian because i have no idea what oh, everything yeah. has got me wrapped up into that's, that's a good idea so, yeah, and Brian is ultra competitive, so I'm sure he's going to get in on this. Yeah, find out. Find out what he wants to do. I don't care if he's got you signed up for, I think the Bomars are doing a workout. I don't know what day that is, though, or what else, he, what else is going on. I'm not sure if we're getting invited to that one after the whole uh, Bear Spearing podcast. Oh, I didn't, I didn't hear that. Yeah. Now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to download it now and listen because <laughs> it sounds good. <laughs> I'm down for a little drama. I'm down for that. Oh, good. So let's let's try to. I know Brian loves moving weight. He's, he'd be down for this. I mean, if we have to do it early, we do it early. You know, people can't yeah. make it. I know you're not against working out at four a.m. No, I get out five a.m. Whenever the time. So we make that happen, and we can do. I had a workout today. I had them do. I did it myself, but it was. Uh, you spend one minute max curls. Next minute is max deadlift with kettlebell. Next minute was max uh, push-ups. Then max crock rows. One minute rest. Twenty minutes. As many reps as you can do with all those movements. People loved yeah. it. They loved it. That's a, yeah. That sounds like a good one. Um, what uh, we're bouncing all over the place. So I've recently started rowing a lot more frequently. You um, row. I'd love to see you on the rower. So, you know, as a kid, I lived on a lake and had, you know, canoe, whatever. So when I first told Brian my row, uh, my split times, and you know, basically, hey, I was on the rower for 30 minutes, and I ended up at about this many meters, and he was like, what? I'm like, is that good or, or bad? So it turns out I'm a pretty decent rower on the, on the machine. I'm good at it. Yeah. Um, the only problem is, is my legs go numb after 25 minutes. I can't feel my feet. Um, I'm going to start padding up the seat or something. I just, that ass, that ass yeah. is killing well, the, you. There's not enough padding there. Or right? lack of ass, the no yeah, ass. There's no padding. So my feet go numb. <laughs> so text him, text Brian now, see if he's got anything. I, I oh, did. did. He's at the he's at the fly fishing show with Chad. They're doing podcasts. So. Oh, are they? You don't get invited yeah. to the fly. You couldn't get out of work to go to the fly fishing show. I could have, but I didn't. Do you want to stick him with it? I just, ah, I mean, what am I going to talk about fly fishing? I mean, you're not. Hey, a, that, your rod looks good. <laughs> As you're in the bathroom next to a gentleman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, so. ATA show, what booths do you, would you, if you could only go to three booths, which would you visit? Oh, okay. So this is sponsors aside going sponsors in. Sponsors aside, which would be yeah. Vortex, right? Uh, Mountain Ops, oh man, it's long, long list. Black Eagle. I could go 
sponsorship and friends aside, okay. I would just say the first one is just go straight to the boat manufacturer that you like. None of them suck. There we go. So, of course, for me, I'm going to Hoyt. But the nice thing is when you go there, especially if you're going to purchase a new bow, you can shoot them all. There's ranges for every bow company. So you can go shoot the bow of your – the potential bow of your dreams, fling some arrows through it, talk to them. You know, they can give you kind of guidance whether you should shoot longer axle to axle, shorter, whatever, what's most like last year's bow that you were shooting. So primary bow company, whether it be Hoyt, Matthews, Elite, whatever the case may be. You're an Elite guy, right? Uh, obsessed. Obsession. obsession, gotcha. So like obsession, they have, you know, there's there's one long wall and one wall here, yep. and that's all the bow companies. So run over to obsession and shoot. I would that's the first thing I would do. Second thing you do. That's a tough one. I like to hit the primaries. So I would say go to your next your arrow company. If if you've got if you've got a primary arrow company, great. If you got one you're thinking about switching, great. Go to that one. But you're only going to get to do see all this stuff once. So you get over there and check them out and look at them because they're going to have all of them there. They're going to have strength tests. They're going to have spin tests. You're going to be able to see the performance of every arrow company while you're there. Thirdly, that's a that's a tough one, man. Ah. Uh, the mountain ops booth because everyone there is cool there you go there's a lot of people at the mountain ops booth <laughs> there is there is i would have put that number one because you could just check a lot of people off the list They're like well, all right usually, like last year at one time you know who bernie color right is yeah oh. he was across the boot from our booth i remember i, I was there oh, yeah we were there he i was, was there. there i was next to you <laughs> so well we had either um because Dan Staten was there a bunch. Cam was there a bunch. Eva, you, me, Eva. The podcast Brian, was going on. Country singers yep. were there. The Duck Dynasty dudes were there for a little bit. And then obviously, you know, like Levi Morgan, Jesse Broadwater. There's a lot of tournament guys that come by. Um, the uh, Skullbound's always over there. There's just a ton of people there all the time. Yeah, that's why if you go near peak peak time over there, you can just check off if there's people you want to talk to. Boom, right right in a row. Although yeah. if you want to check out Bernie's no whatever release, Damn. you're gonna be you might not have some standing room. Oh yeah, Bernie was pissed the whole time. Yeah, he was. That's funny. All right, so after hours, man, I go to bed at eight or nine. After hours for normal people. <laughs> There's always some kind of an after party. I mean, go there. the best thing to do, uh, I mean, if it were me, is if you can't find one, organize your own because there's plenty of them. But I always just like to go to – I'm going to get crap for this. We went to like Applebee's or whatever with like 30 guys and just sat and shot the shit all night. Some fine dining right there. Yeah. Well, you know, because then, I mean, when you're – with the schedules we all have – you know, you can't – it's difficult to, to really link up and, and, and shoot the shit like normal people, right? There's always mm -hmm. something going on. So it's always nice to basically get 15, 20, 30 guys together and just sit there and shoot the shit. Well, you'd have to find normal people to shoot the shit with, like normal people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't go to the Mountain Ops booth if you want to find normal people. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, it's a good show, though. The ATA is, is 
one of my favorites, and I've only went a few times, been a few times, just because I've got so many other shows. It, but if it, I had to pick one, that would be the one I'd go to. It was far more fun though, from my first year to second year, because of the mountain ops thing going on. That was an anomaly. That doesn't happen. At, that didn't happen at any other booth. I've never heard of that happening at any other place. No, no. And if you're a, if you're a gear geek, it, anytime you go to the ATA or Shot or what, even Sheep Show, whatever. If you're a gear geek, you can go look through everything. But what's last year when I was there, I was just switching to a trad bow, right? So did you give that up yet? I'm gonna do both. Uh, that, that's, that's a slow fade. Uh, oh, the the traditional archery world is seems to be frustrated at me right now. Because um, you're shooting a compound again. Well, no, I just made a comment, and I thought you would wound more animals your first year with a stick bow compared to a compound. Ooh, yeah. Well, that's. You would with a bow over a gun over a bow, right? You'd probably that's what we said too, but the compound guys weren't complaining, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> so, anyway, I mean, you're not gonna be able to go see all the broadhead sites, everything else, and pick them apart because I'm pretty anal retentive when it comes to gear. What are you using that's for your site? Pick them apart, spot hog right now. What are you running yeah. for a release? You still doing the old uh, no, I mean, I shoot a back tension more than anything. Which um, one? I'll uh, True Ball HT. True Ball. Yeah, three finger. Um, although I shoot with two a lot, I shoot a back. I hunt with a back tension a bunch. Um, but I have a, a Hamski drop time, which they're not going to make anymore. So I may shoot a True Ball index finger release. I'll hunt with an index finger so wrist rocket sometime. Have you checked out the new stand? No, but I I saw like Stan is the one of the crispest, most crisp thumb button releases ever made. Um, they, I, I used to shoot a, I had a shoot off and um, can't remember the name of the other one. They're smooth. There's Perfect. nowhere. Uh, Just X maybe. Yeah, Just X. That's the one. Yep. The new uh, Perfects went out there. I shot some videos with them. That'll release Monday, I think. I did with Chuck Cooley. It's nice. It's a nice, yeah. nice new release they got there. Now that they have the options too for the fingers. Yep. A lot of options coming on them. I think with with uh, you know shit talking aside on different release and whatever you know companies there is no bad no well we'll say that you do find some bad products but at, for the most part at that um, high end though it's like yeah, Bose it's like Bose I'm not gonna sit here and be like oh you shoot a Hoyt you shoot a Matthews you know at that high end it's 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 just a difference of uh, technology really right and a lot of it like feel right mm -hmm. like yeah scott i used to shoot a scott longhorn uh back tension and it has a different feel completely than the true ball ht um even though it's a three finger and it's a back tension they have a different feel in your hand bows have a different feel you know arrows and broadheads are a little bit different um depending upon how you hunt what poundage you can you know nothing better than a guy when i walk into a sportsman's warehouse and i got some 19 year old kid telling me to shoot rage hypodermics and he shot a doe once and i'm like yeah i mean there's a lot of variables in hunting <laughs> but it was a big doe <laughs> yeah exactly so i uh but and that's another thing too i mean broadhead companies you're never ever going to get to see all of them other than at the aviation that i think that's one of the most fun things to see is the new broadhead designs yeah and i'm a broadhead junkie i like I'm not junkie. I only shoot one. Nor you know. I mean, I don't shoot a bunch during the year, but I am very, very. It is the 
most important part of the making the animal bleed. So I'm always liking to see the different designs. Right. Make them bleed. <laughs> oh, man. Let's see. What else did I have for questions? We've been all over the place. I actually wrote. This is the first time in a long time I've written questions down. Uh, oh, yeah, this one. All right. So say you see a well-known personality in the hunting world maybe even a Mr. Aaron Snyder, and you've never met him before, and you'd like to introduce yourself. What would you recommend is the best way to go on and segue yourself on into introducing yourself? I just walk up, and I have been told I am slightly intimidating looking by multiple guys that it won't come and talk to me. Brian was raised with eight sisters. Everyone talks to Brian. Jordan with Mountain Ops, everybody walks up to Jordan, and then I'll have Brian come over and be like, this guy wants to meet you. I'm like, I'm come over. Well, <laughs> must be the beard. I don't know. But just walk up because I'm not overly talkative until you get to know me and then I can't shut up. So even though I may look in a bad mood or some other person may look like they're in a bad mood or busy, none of them mind. They're, you, everybody is super cool. That's a good point. You know why? You have resting bitch face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you look like a mean girl. <laughs> the, uh, well, I mean, it's... It, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a crowd person to begin with, but I, I mean, it's a break for me when someone wants to come and talk about hunting compared to just sitting there. So it's, I'm always up for it. Um, and you do get a lot of, there's, I mean, everybody's there. There's a lot of cool people. So just come on up, say hello, introduce yep. yourself. Don't be scared. He won't Grab bite. Or he'll, he'll take a selfie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Everybody>. <laughs> that was fucking funny video i gotta i gotta imagine it's pretty hard he took it well though his response is great the hot oh, solo well he he's like they were all watching it in the office and then they called me they're like how do you do that with a straight face i'm like dude it's not easy it takes several tries and i'll do one and then i'll forget something like the first time I did it, I was talking about the hashtag game and everything else, but I forgot to talk about selfies, so I had to redo it on the second go-round. Ah, uh, dude, like, we, I, I guarantee I don't get it as much as you, but the app mentions and photos that have nothing to do with you, that was my favorite line in the whole thing. Yeah, I, well, what happens with that, and I'm sure people, I mean, if you've got a Kuyu pack and a Seek Outside tent and... I don't know, pick it, Kuyu Clothing, and you tagged me. I'm not really sure why you tagged me because those are all competitors, and specifically with Kuyu, they don't like me at all. So I'm not really sure why you tagged me or Kafaru. Not saying I'm mind or I'm pissed or anything else. I'm just wondering why sometimes because I'm like, well, it is a cool photo, and maybe it's for the photographic reasons. But I've asked guys before, like, hey, how come you tagged me? And they're like, oh, it increases my likes. And I'm what? Like, oh, it makes sense. It okay. does. Well, if you tag people, it gets however the algorithm that, works. And just, you I'm going to start tagging you in everything I do. <laughs> oh, look at this nice sunset. Aaron Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think oh, people have to you know, be realistic to the fact I'm never serious. And a lot of guys get on there and think it's serious because I'm being serious in my face. But, yeah, those are all a joke. Um, I don't think people get it sometimes. I thought it was hilarious. Uh, yeah. So, last question. A lot of lot of big companies there. Say you want to get on a pro staff for a sponsorship. 
best way to go ahead and solicit one. Man, the one thing I can say is um, they have to deal with that year round in uh, it, walking up to them um, and asking them, how do I get on your pro staff is probably not the best way to, to get on the pro staff because you can get on most of their websites and fill out the application. Um, to me, and I went through it, you know what I mean, from the ground up, walking up, saying, how do I get on your pro staff, to a, now I'm, I'm receiving those questions. Um, show support to that company for a long time, and then they will reward you. Um, and if um, you're just walking up to every booth trying to get on a pro staff, people remember that, and they remember it in a negative way. So you're saying I should walk up to every single booth? Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, the other thing too is a lot of, um, I mean, if you're just, if you're somebody that tests out gear, I'm going to come up to Kafaro and ask me because I want you to test our gear and give me feedback. You know, if you're a known, you know, gear tester, gear junkie, you know, in the woods a lot, shoot a lot of animals, whatever. But if you're a guy that won your local league once and, uh, you know, you walk up to somebody from Matthews or Hoyt and say, how do I get on your pro staff? I, I won my league three years in a row. They don't, they don't, it's not like there's anything wrong with that. It's awesome. You won your league, but they've got a lot of stuff going on in that booth. And, and, um, you know, it's probably not the best way to, to go about it. I'll tell you what, I was very proud of that league trophy I got. Yeah. Well, and I'm always, I, I did the same thing coming up. You know what I mean? Like it, we've all made those mistakes. We've all been well, that guy. What the, the guys that I take care of are the guys that show, especially the guys that show support to Kafaru before they ask me for something free. Um, and then I take care of them. But the guys that say I love your company and then I ask them about one of my products and they say I've never used it, I'm like, well, hold on. You just told me my product was the best product made, but you've never used my product. So, and get, you know, that's usually kind of a, an immediate red flag. Gotcha. So make sure you're wearing the stuff around and getting those app mentions in before the ATA show. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. No, I would just say, talk to the company, be friendly with them. And, and if the conversation pops up then great, and if not, you know, get someone's email and send an email when you're done, they've made the intro. If you stood out in, in someone's mind, they'll remember you when you email them. There you go. Any other parting words of wisdom for the ATA show? Well, make the most out of it while you're there because um, you may not get to go again. So it is, a, it is a cool thing. A lot of people, sometimes you only need to go once to, to experience it. But, you know, definitely go mingle, hobnob, meet the people you want to meet and uh, see, see the gear you want to see. Don't, don't hold anything back. Meaning if you want to go up and shake Cam's hand, go shake his hand and say hi because you may not get a chance to do it again or whoever, John Dudley or whoever else. There it is. Now, for those of us... Well, not really myself, but for those of us who do a lot of shed hunting, where can they find this sweet new cargo panel? Just go to Kifaru, K I F A R U dot net. It's in the accessory section um, up on there. There's a bunch of photos and stuff on there too of it. And, and say they want to hear some more of that deep, deep redneck voice. Where where can they find find some more of you talking? Gritty GrittyBowman dot com. Um, 
that you can find me talking shit on there all the time. You can watch me wound animals with a recurve and kill a few at the same time on there as well. That's 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 what you become known for is wounding them, not killing them. I'm a, I'm an ethical hunter. I only wound them a little bit. Man, I tell you what, it's a, I mean, I killed a bunch of stuff with that recurve, but I, I'd never. I've only wounded two animals in 12, 14 years with a compound, and uh, I don't know. I wounded three turkeys, a black bear, and an oh elk this year. <laughs> You're gonna have to send me the links to these car wrecks. I got. Well, you know, I'm. I practiced a lot, and I stacked the odds. I missed the mule deer three times opening day. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. I ended up shooting one at five feet a few days later, but See, I had to get. I had to get to five feet to make sure I could hit it. You know, I look at it this way, and there's nothing against trad bows. I think they're fun to shoot, but it's like I'm not gonna go race a Model T around. Yeah. You're not doing it, in my opinion, you're doing it for the adventure and the challenge. You're not doing it to up your success rate. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know how much I hunted this year, and I stocked yeah. that. The odds heavily in my favor, and I still only shot five animals with that thing. <laughs> Oof. So. Oof. Not, and you know what happens is some people, you just want to, like, making them bleed way too much. you got to finish it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I ended up shooting... Uh, I shot an elk, wounded an elk, and I missed an elk. I shot two mule deer, a black bear, and a turkey, which I'm finding out a lot of guys will go 10, 15 years with a recurve and not shoot that in 15 years. So I, I had a good season, but I put a lot of time and effort into it. It was fun. I learned a ton. I'm still going to use the recurve, but if you're, if you're moving into traditional archery, you better be ready to be humbled and have your ass kicked and practice a lot because it is not easy. There you go. Those are some words of wisdom right there. All right. For those of you who enjoy not paying full price for things, you can get your supplements at mountainops.com. Pay attention. They switched over their website finally. It's mountainops.com. Use the coupon code NBH20 at checkout. Also, if you like free gifts and you want some new optics, stop on over to mavenbuilt.com and enter the coupon code NBH20 at checkout. Or no, NBH gift. Sorry. NBH gift. And they'll send you some free swag with your order. Aaron, thank you very much for joining us. If any of you would like to meet Aaron at the ATA show, go on up, shake his hand, give him a nice kiss on the lips. He's into that stuff. Very disease-free, very single, <laughs> very gainfully employed. You're single? No. <laughs> <laughs> at the ATA no. show. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Natural Born Hunter podcast. Wake up, chase your dreams, repeat.